Welcome to Luke 21 Radio, a broadcast explaining biblical prophecy in the tradition of St. Augustine. And now, from Greenville, South Carolina, here's your host, Steve Wood. Hello, this is Steve Wood, and welcome to Luke 21 Radio, as we're in part two of Prophecy in St. Augustine's City of God. If you remember, before we started in with St. Augustine, we looked at Tychonius's teachings on biblical prophecy. He was a very early author of an entire commentary on the book of Revelation, and he wrote a book of seven rules that were used for interpreting Revelation, And but there's one rule that stood out from all the others, and that was the third rule about the left side of the church. Rather than just saying there's sheep and goats, uh, you know, uh, sheep in the church, goats in the world, he said even in the church, there are sheep and goats. And Tychonius's influence can be seen, and Jesus's, I might add, in St. Augustine's City of God, and I'm in book 17, chapters 48 through 49. And he says this, yet because the churches are also full of those who shall be separated by the winnowing as in the threshing floor, the glory of this house is not so apparent now. Okay, don't look at the external view, as it shall be when everyone who is there shall be there always. In other words, there's going to be a separation. Quote, there are many reprobate mingled with the good. He is talking about the church. And both are gathered together by the gospel as in a dragnet. This is like the big fish dragnet mentioned in Jesus' parable in Matthew 13. And both swim enclosed without distinction in the net until it is brought ashore when the wicked must be separated from the good. And that separation takes place at the end of the age, at the second coming of Christ. And so this is, this is, this is very almost matter of fact. The churches are full, but we just don't count everybody just because they go to church or end up in with those who go to heaven. Now, in book 18, chapter 52, something very interesting St. Augustine hesitated to sign up with the crowd, so to speak, who was proclaiming there was certainty of no persecution in the future. What had happened is that at the time of writing the City of God, the Catholic Church had been through 10 fierce persecutions, 10 rounds. And in fact, um, there's a, if you're interested in this type of thing, I think it was name, uh, author's name was Friend, F-R-E-N-D, Martyrdom and Persecution in the Early Church. And he goes through the 10 rounds of persecutions. So this is what people were saying in St. Augustine's reply. I do not think indeed that what some have thought or may think is rationally said or believed that until the time of the Antichrist, the Church of Christ is not to suffer any more persecutions besides those she has already suffered, that is, ten, and that the eleventh and last shall be inflicted by the Antichrist. Now, you know, if you go through a hard time, it's very understandable. You would want to believe, well, that was it. You know, we had ten really, really, really hard hits of persecution and martyrdom, and that's it. 
we've gone through 10, it's some kind of perfect number, and the church will be okay, there will be peace until the time of the Antichrist. And this is what St. Augustine says. I love it. It does not seem to me that the number of persecutions with which the church is to be tried can be definitely stated. Therefore, we leave this undecided, very wise, supporting or refuting neither side of this question, but only restraining men from the audacious presumption of affirming either of them. Now, let's bring this home. Pope Francis is about to consecrate Russia and Ukraine and humanity uh, to the Blessed Mother. And there's already all kinds of controversy. Is this the right way, wrong way, and all that? This is not my expertise at all. But I will say, I will predict, okay, my personal prophecy, there will be some saying, because this is done, we can expect, in fact, there will be no more war or persecutions, but there will be peace and no persecutions. Now, don't get me wrong. I really hope there will be peace, but I would just side with this consecration of Russia and Ukraine with St. Augustine saying, I'll leave it undecided, supporting nor refuting neither side, but only restraining men from the audacious presumption of affirming either of them because I just don't know how we can know that. And in fact, like St. Paul said in 2 Timothy 3.12, indeed, all who desire to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. Or Jesus in John 15, if they persecuted me, they will persecute you. So let's be careful about saying that everything's just gonna be great. And don't get me wrong, who doesn't want relief from, you know, nuclear threats and war in Ukraine and all the chaos going in the world and strife between people? Who doesn't want it all to end? But I think we need to be very careful, like St. Augustine was careful in his day. They thought, look, we've been through 10 major rounds of imperial persecution. That's it. We're good until the last one comes with the Antichrist. And St. Augustine wasn't ready to sign up for that. I would just urge follow St. Augustine's pattern. I hope this is true, but I'm not going to affirm or deny it. Okay? You may not like that, but I'm just putting it out there because I think there's going to be a lot of um, proclamations uh, after this consecration. Let's move on to Book 18. And again, what I'm trying to do is give you a couple of important passages in the City of God until we get to that real meaty uh, book, Book 20. But in Book 18, Chapter 53, St. Augustine goes after date setting, the favorite pastime of Christians. I have four books in my library on false predictions by sincere Christians predicting the date of the second coming of Jesus Christ. Four books. I counted them up. There's over 1,300 pages of false predictions. And there's false predictions by Catholics. There's false predictions by Protestants. And, you know, if someone's a minister or claims all the scholars say, or if they're Catholic in a religious habit and they make a prediction, oh, it's got to be true. Uh, just remember, there's all, I have over 1,300 pages of false predictions regarding the second coming of Christ. All right. 
This is what St. Augustine said about date setting. Truly, Jesus himself shall extinguish by his presence that last persecution which is to be made by the Antichrist. It is customary to ask, when shall this be? But he said, it is not for you to know the times which the Father has put in his own power. In vain, then, do we attempt to compute definitively the years that may remain to this world, when we may hear from the mouth of the truth, that's Jesus, that it is not for us to know this, but to point out how each of them, that is the date predictors, supports his own conclusion, and it would take long, too long, and is not necessary, for indeed they use human conjectures and bring forth nothing certain from the authority of the canonical scriptures. And this is what we are doing here on Luke 21 Radio, trying to do a wide Bible survey of scriptures, canonical scriptures relating to biblical prophecy, and working from that in light of the catechism of the Catholic Church, the teachings of the popes, and the teachings of the church fathers. And with that, this is what we're bringing. But trying to predict the dates, and this is where it gets really good here, just remember. And by the way, if you ever hear me um, set a date for the second coming, don't ever listen to another broadcast from Luke 21 again, okay? Okay, back to St. Augustine. But on this subject, he puts aside the figures of the calculators and other silence who says, it is not for you to know the times which the Father has put in his own power. Put away the calculators and be silent because you just don't know. And like right now, uh, some of the rapture at any moment folks are coming out. I noticed on YouTube, I gave up watching them all, but I tried to get a sense because of the Ukrainian war. They're saying, oh, it's about to happen. The end is here. And I turn in my Bible back to First Thessalonians. And it says, when they say peace and security, then they're in for the big surprise of the second coming. Not when they say it's war and maybe nuclear war. Do you understand this? So, I mean, it pays to pay attention to the scriptures rather than um, the people with the calculators so certain that of a date of the second coming. This is from the Fifth Lateran Council in the year 1516 under Pope Leo X. We command, and this is, sounds like it's a command, all those who exercise the function of preaching or will do so in the future, not to presume either in their sermons or in their affirmation to fix a date for future evils, whether for the coming of the Antichrist or for the day of judgment, seeing that the truth has said, and the truth being Jesus, it is not for you to know the times or moments which the Father has put in his own power. Those, therefore, who have had the audacity to make such statements in the past have lied, and it is well known that on their account the authority of those who preach wisely has greatly suffered. And I'll tell you quite honestly, 
I was nervous about starting Luke 21 radio on biblical prophecy. Oh, Steve, are you joining the list of wackos setting dates for the second coming? I mean, that's kind of the pot that some people want to put you in. So uh, they have simply lied. Catholics who have set dates have lied, and Protestants who have set dates for the second coming have lied. It's that simple, and that's the Fifth Lateran Council. So we don't know the times or the season. It's natural to know them, but we want to live by faith, and we want to know what the Scripture's saying. We're trying to provide this here. When we go through the Church Fathers, I also want to go through the Catechism of the Catholic Church on the end times. It's very brief, and it amazes me how literally thousands of Catholics are going for things about prophecy and the end times from these internet sites that are contrary to the teaching of the catechism. And do I think uh, what's going on right now in Ukraine is the end of the world? Um, I mean, even if we had a nuclear war, uh, I don't think it's the end because the catechism teaches that before the end, there needs to be a mass conversion of the Jewish people to Jesus as their Messiah. That's why we want to have the Bible, the fathers, the popes, and the catechism, and forget the date setters. I'm Steve Wood, your host, and you've been listening to episode 271 of Luke 21 Radio. Luke 21 is a radio outreach of Family Life Center International. Visit us online at luke21.com.